Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet another edition of the WAO Update! Updates, updates! With your host, Agent Frost, along with my partner in crime and tag team partner, Madam B. What's up, y'all? So, tonight's card goes as advertised. It's not really going to be a pre-show. It's uh, We're going straight to the main card. It is going to be the review of Hell in a Cell 2019. So, overall... It was a very lukewarm uh, pay-per-view, mainly because there was only four advertised matches, a lot of impromptus. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of like WCW where they couldn't care less about their pay-per-views and they just stick to main TV storylines. Right. You know what I mean? They're, like This show could have used a lot of help if you wanted to make this memorable. And it was memorable for all the, for mainly for the wrong reason, but we'll get to that and I'm yes, I'm referring to the main events, yeah. but uh, yeah. So that's pretty much what we have in store. So we're gonna kick it off to the main card, everyone. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's main card time as we talk about Hell in a Cell 2019. Yeah. From Sacramento, California. Yes. So. I like I like the uh, in t- in terms of the structure. Mm-hmm. They they uh, ended it with the Hell in a Cell match, and they kicked it off with a Hell in a Cell match. Oh, yes. So we kicked it off with the uh, Raw Women's Championship match. Mm-hmm. Sasha Banks taking on the man Becky Lynch. We did have a oh, opening. Man. We did have opening pyro for Hell in a Cell. And uh, we had the smoke pyro for Becky Lynch. And uh, so they start brawling before the cell even goes down. <laughs> and uh, the cell finally goes down and Becky Lynch was uh, trying to use like the, uh, the chain and padlock to her advantage. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty cool. A lot of innovative uh, stuff on behalf of Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch. Sasha Banks wedging the chair on the... Uh, on on the cell wall mm-hmm. and uh, Becky Lynch pretty much going all Mythbusters uh, <laughs> using using candlesticks at, pretty much um, going to the corner of the cell using candlesticks as support to prop a chair and prop Sasha Banks onto said chair and did a drop kick from the apron e- sounds pretty cool yeah very innovative stuff uh-huh. and um, so yeah I definitely enjoyed that Sasha Banks going to work on Becky's arm. Oh, wow. Pretty much uh, having it caught in between the door and slamming it. Uh, Meteor through the table. Yay. Uh, Even though Becky, clearly you can see Becky jumping for it. But, you know, they needed to go through the table, so they finally gone through the table. Yep. Uh, None of this I am the table nonsense. Right, none of the I am the table. Yep. Uh whole bunch of chairs ending in, uh, coming into the ring for the finish. Uh, Beck's bloater onto said chairs via Becky Lynch. Of course. And the disarm her and Sasha Banks taps out. Yay. So the man still retains the championship. Now, I did not see this match because I was not home. Um, so in your opinion... Yeah. How did you find this match to be? It was a really good match. Uh, I think it ended too quickly. Like I felt like I was like really getting into all the all the stuff that they were doing. Mm-hmm. If it would have ended, f- if they if they probably wouldn't went on five, like two like three more minutes, I probably would have given it a four star. Okay. But it's a three and a half for me. It, but it was a very good way to open it. Uh, both of these female competitors really put on the show. Yeah, you know, Becky Lynch is still champion, but, but so, still, so that kind of hurts Sasha Banks a little bit, uh-huh. but the match was good nonetheless, and it really put, and, it, and Sasha did a really good job, and so. Which is high praise coming from you, considering that you are one of the, excuse me, 
highest critics of one Miss Sasha Banks. Well, that actually, it's the Box Squad that's uh, highly uh, critical of Sasha Banks. We are. We, I admit, I am very, very critical. Um, just simply because she had that streak where she botched a lot. So yeah. I have issues. But other than that, we're good. Okay. So would we. You, uh, actually, then, sorry. My better question would be do you think that. Did you see any improvement? Uh, yeah. I mean. From her last Hell in the Cell. Yes. Okay. Less botches. Okay. And, but uh, both these women. Uh, pretty much had a fight and Becky was ruthless especially uh, draping Sasha over the apron using a kendo stick to whack the back of <laughs> yeah it was uh, but yep but um, very good overall and we get to the next match it is a uh, tornado tag match Rome. Adam, yes. I haven't heard that one in a long time. The Vegan Dogs. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan taking on uh, formerly the, the Bludgeon Brothers, Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. Okay. I, en- I really enjoyed this Tornado Tag match. Um, okay. Um, now explain for a lot of the noobs what the difference is between a standard tag match and a Tornado Tag match. Tornado tag match means you don't have to tag your opponent as both men are legal. Okay. Awesome. So, and uh, not to mention, I think that's more lenient. It's it's a little bit lenient on the rules. Uh, both, uh, so the Bludgeon Brothers were two big hosses who were dominating most of the match, as they should be. Uh, Rowan and uh, Harper did some nice uh, tandem spots, mm-hmm. including using part of the barricade to crush Roman Reigns. Nice. Uh, a lot of hope spots from Daniel Bryan and Roman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the Hurricane Rana that Daniel Bryan used to get Harper off the uh, table as they were trying to uh, set up Daniel Bryan to go through said table. Mm-hmm. And Roman did the running across the announce table to spear him through the German announce table. Oh. So down goes uh, Rowan for the night. Yep. And uh, yeah, that bump looked like it sucked. You can tell uh, Roman Reigns messed up his knee really bad landing. Poor guy. He'll be the nerd himself. So it's double team time. Uh, let's see. We go for the running. We go for a uh, Superman punch to mm-hmm. Luke Harper. Running knee to Luke Harper. Spear to Luke Harper. One, two, three. Nice. I give it a three star. It was uh, very good. Um, yeah, there it wasn't. There wasn't like really nothing to sneeze at except for the table spots, and but I do give credit to all four participants. It was very exciting. Uh, there wasn't much to this match. The only reason I and and the only reason I gave it a three is because I really think that Rowan really needed to win. Yeah. So. But he didn't. He didn't even take the fall for this match, so it saves him. Luke Harper did, and um, afterwards, they uh, tried to go for you know the respect spot. Mm-hmm. So Dan- so Daniel reaches out for the handshake. Rowan tries to do the same. He says no. Daniel Bryan brings back the uh, Doctor Shelby's way of thinking and asks for a hug for said. Roman Reigns. Hug it out. Roman dismisses it first, but then, but then he accepts the hug. They, those guys, hug in the ring. Aww. And uh, yeah. Aww. So yes, no swerve. Daniel Bryan is actually a baby face. Okie dokie. Let's see how this plays out. Yeah. All right. So next one. Next one we have. Uh, there's a lot of impromptu matches, so sorry if I go out of order. It's uh, Randall, Randall Keith, taking on Ali. Yes, indeed. Yes, it is he, Ali Mustafa. Are you proud of yourself? Yes, I am. Okay. So, Actually, blame Nigel McGinnis. It's his fault. That. So, uh, very methodical Randy Orton match. Uh, it was. It's a two and a half star for me. Possibly, yeah, two and a half star. Uh, not much to it. Pretty much, uh, Randy Orton was dominating the match. Ali did have some hope spots. 
there was a very brutal Irish whip to the post, which Ali flipped himself over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's not much to tell, guys. RKO, one, two, three. Easy peasy. Easy peasy for Randy. I feel bad for Ali because he lost yet again. Yep. So yeah, two and a half. Uh, I'm going to give it a two. From the bits that I've seen, it wasn't fantastic. It was what it was. Exactamundo. There you go. So... We had the deep. We had the. Jeez, uh, hold on. Here we go. I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. We had the women's tag team championship title match. Oh my god. Yes, they're being defended. Oh my god. On the actual show. Oh my god. So, what the uh, blissful Badgers, <laughs> Alexa Bliss and uh, Nikki Cross. Yeah. Take on the Kabuki Warriors. Yeah. Uh, Asuka and Kyrie Sane. I was just about to say sugar. <laughs> and for those of you guys who know why I call it sugar, because uh, Asuka means sugar. Asuka. And that's what Asuka names remind me of. Mm-hmm. So, um, some solid back and forth between the four participants. Uh, Asuka was working more like a heel in this match. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just, a, just how... Just her cadence and how she was performing the moves. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there wasn't uh, not much to this match. Uh, Nikki Cross looked good. You know, had some fire and uh, and a nice little comeback. Mm-hmm. But the finish of this match is something I want to uh, talk about here. Okay. As we have a throwback in this match. So, spoiler alert, the Kabuki Warriors win. And here's how, right? Alexa Bliss and Kyrie Sane are out to on the floor. Mm-hmm. Nikki Cross is in the ring. Asuka pulls a Great Muta. Mm-hmm. Asuka pulls a Tajiri. Mm-hmm. Green Mist! Mm-hmm. And a kick right to the side of the head for the one, two, three. It was perfect. And in my opinion, you could agree or disagree with me but in my opinion I felt that this was the edge that Austin needed and I was very happy with with seeing that spot it was nostalgic but it it still had its own spin on it that made that Asuka made her own if that makes sense I agree okay the match itself uh, two and a half once again uh, very average match but the finish was nice Mm-hmm. I'm inclined to agree with that. So I'll give it a two and a half as well. Okay. We had the... Jeez, uh, there was a lot of filter in this match. Oh, we had the uh, six... What is it? Six-person tag match. Okay. The OC. Mm-hmm. The uh, two eggs in the bird's nest. Uh, <laughs> Allison Anderson with AJ Styles. The United States champion taking on the Viking Raiders and Braun Strowman. Strowman. Yes. <laughs> I, I, for a minute there, I thought you were going to do the whole Braun Strowman, Braun Strowman. Can't do that. I, uh, I think I ran that to the ground already. Um, yeah, the match ended a DQ. Okay. Because Gallus and Anderson stopped a mud hole on Braun. And AJ was trying to take advantage set, uh, for the post-match assault. Bad move on Styles because he tried to get Braun up to set up for the phenomenal forearm, and Braun just punched him out of midair. Wow. Rule number one when dealing with Braun, you don't want him vertical. Yeah, don't do it. Yes. One and a half. And I'm being generous on that. Yeah. I mean, well, not really, because the Viking Raiders look pretty good. So we had a backstage segment with uh, the primetime players. Primetime players. Mm-hmm. Street Profits. I did it again. Why do I keep calling them primetime players? Because they remind me so much of the primetime players. 
it's weird. Like, I don't know how to describe it. You know? Okay. Hold on just a second. I think somebody wants to chime in here. So okay, I think we have a caller on the air. Uh, Let me see if I can get on. Hold on a second. Technical difficulties. Yeah. Go ahead and press pause. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, technical difficulties. Hold on one moment. Three, two... Well, I was about to say, no, three, two, one. We're back already. Yeah. <laughs> Try to do a countdown to be professional, and this is what happens. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we got an actual extra voice, someone who was actually at said events, uh, your good friend and mine, Mr. Nova, Mr. Ryan Wallace. Welcome. Hey, hey, what's up? What's up? It's well, been a while. Yes, been it has. Been a minute, has. sir. Yes, it has. It's been quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> Well, how have you been, man? Hey, man, you know, I've been okay. Um, I mean, it was, it was an okay show. Um, not going to lie to you, I was quite disappointed. You oh. know, I mean, it was super hot from the start. Build-up was great. You know, there were some matches where it kind of plateaued, but then it shot right back up. You know, excitement was high as soon as you got into that main event, and then you literally just kill it right then and there. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. We're, we're going to get oh. more into detail about that, my friend. But we're, what match were we, did we leave off at? Yeah, we were talking about, we were talking about the uh, 24-7 uh, title segment <laughs> with uh, Tamina. Uh, which one? There was two of them. Which one did we talk? Well, we're talking about the one that featured the Street Profits. Where, uh... Okay, the one with Tamina. Okay, yeah. I got you. So what was your take on this with Tamina be, uh, gaining the belt? I mean, to be honest with you, there wasn't really any hype to it. You know, I mean, it was kind of just thrown there to kind of be I, like, you know, time killer. Exactly. Time killer, time builder for the people that are out there, you know, setting everything up for the next match. I mean, I can tell you straight up that the crowd didn't really care about it. It was just kind of there. Yeah, I mean, I think they just need... well. That's what happens when you only build uh, four matches because you have a lot of impromptu segments that people just can care less about. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, it doesn't make sense to build your pay-per-view around four matches and then leave the rest of the card kind of hanging until the day of. <laughs> exactly. What a rookie mistake. Uh, and speaking of rookie mistakes, uh, King Cornbeef Hash, also known as uh, Baron Corbin, takes on... Chad Gable and uh, so Baron Corbin cuts a promo calling him Shorty Gable ah short jokes short jokes short jokes boring boring yes uh, what, is, what was your take on this match between Corbin and Gable alright so look the match between STD and Shorty <laughs> you know, it, it, went, it went great STD, you know, started off getting his ass handed to him as usual and then decided to take over for a little bit. Shorty came back and destroyed him. Now, the crowd was super hot to start. Got to the middle. They plateaued quite a bit. It wasn't until the end when Shorty started getting over again that they actually started popping for things again. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you that I, for one, was very into it. Corbin did the rookie mistake and left his crown in the ring. Yeah. All the entrances for Bailey and Charlotte, so it was great. Yeah. You know, uh, but I mean, I could care less. You know, it was one of those things where it was just thrown in there last minute to try to continue a storyline that's not really that hot. Yeah. Well, um, Gable won, and that shocked everybody. I did like the uh, the rolling German suplex. That was gorgeous. Yeah. But as a match, you know, it was pretty generic until the end, so I give it a two. That rolling suplex was gorgeous. It came out nicely. You know, I can tell you for one that the roll was perfect when he hit it. It just added on to it. Yeah, definitely. I think I would rate that match out of the whole show probably about a four out of five. Wow. Jeez. It was pretty high up there just for the factor of they continued telling a story that made sense. Right. There was no, uh, no, no fuckery. <laughs> no shit. No, no tomfoolery. No tomfoolery, yep. Okay. I'm a-okay with that. Okay. Yeah, that, yeah. All right. I mean, I'll, I'll boost it up a bit. I'll, I'll give it a two and a half. Just, just, 
just for the uh, finish alone and how it came out of nowhere and how it popped the crowd. So I like that, okay. you know, and um, what a great, but um, obviously it's going to continue and yep. we'll get to that. But we're going to talk about the uh, SmackDown uh, women's championship match between one Charlotte Flair and Bayley. A.K.A. another match we could have given a fuck less about. <laughs> Give us your thoughts, madam, about this match. Oh, my lord. It was... Because you got Charlotte Flair being the default face but working like a heel. Yes. And then you had <laughs> Bailey trying to be a heel. And it's just, I'm sorry, it's like... Attempting to sell, attempting to sell water to a man in the middle of the desert and failing horribly. That's just what it was like. It's just, I was, I wasn't buying it. I wasn't buying her as a heel. It's, it's bad. Yeah, it kind of, <laughs> it kind of threw a lot of people off, and I don't, and I don't think it, I don't think they really cared. Uh, figure eight to win as a uh, Bailey tapped out. Yep. Charlotte Flair is the champ for, I think, the 10th time now. 10th time. So she's uh, six titles, title reigns away. Yeah, pretty much. Now, here's the thing. Uh, all right, all right, all right, all right. We all know how I feel about this. Yeah. We all know how I feel about this. Go go in, go in man. Go in? We yeah. going. We going. Uh-oh. We going in. I'm going Look, to Daddy just... can't save you forever. Daddy can't buy you everything. I'm so sick of seeing Charlotte get shoved down everybody's throats. I'm so sick of the hometown bug biting people in the ass. That match was trash as hell. Bailey was the more over of the two. And I'm just not a big Charlotte Flair fan. Yeah, she's athletic. Yeah, she's, you know, she can move. But when it comes to the ability to play a character... She ain't got shit. She was supposed to be the face of the whole match. Mm-hmm. And the vibes I was grabbing was, oh, look at me, I'm the big bad heel. I'm a badass. Woo. Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> you had Bailey out there giving it her best, trying, you know, having to play the face because somebody can't pick up the slack on that end. Yes. But then to try to make her play the heel at the end of the match, yeah, it was just trash. And put it like this, when, when the 247 title filler is more over than the TAM championship. Yeah, I was match. about to say, because, like, um, Truth got got the 247 championship back before the match even started. And that was more better, and that was better than the uh, women's match. Way better. Yeah, I mean, the match itself isn't bad, but I, I, but, um, there, it wasn't clear on who, but in terms of um, clear face, clear. The face. wrong person got over in this match. Yes. Which result into a two and a half out of five, and the aftermath of this, with uh, Bailey breaking down. Mm-hmm. You know. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah, it left me confused. It did, but are we going to see more heelish tactics to a character, or are we going to... I mean, this might be something for the future, mm-hmm. like a wrinkle, mm-hmm. like she's at a crossroads with herself. Possibly. But Maybe the hugs and smiles won't work anymore, but that needs a little more storytelling before they jump in on it. Exactly, Agreed. so I think that's where they were going with this whole thing. Maybe some more build-up. More build yeah. Definitely. Uh, we had a bash day segment with uh, Chad Gable and Kayla Braxton, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, saying that An he, he was the better man. And out comes uh, STD, also known as corned beef hash. I will always call him corned beef hash. You will never let that go. I will never let that go. He just beats him up and throws him near the stairway. <sighs> yeah. Or in other words, Captain can't get over. No, that's Dolph Ziggler. Oh. <laughs> but I don't, but uh, yeah, it it was it was whatever. Yeah, they're gonna keep it going. Why? I have no idea. Because to, 
because reasons, which is garbage. To me, I think Chad Gable should go after Styles. Have that feud going for the U.S. Championship. But I think they're going with Braun Strowman, even though Braun Strowman is going to confront uh, Tyson Fury on Raw. I don't know. We'll see what happens with yeah, that. Yeah, weird. So It'll get lost in the fray as usual. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh... Let's kick. Let's go to the main event of this show. Seth Rollins taking on the Fiend Bray Wyatt. So Seth Rollins comes out first with his burn it down pyro. Super over. Yes. Super over. Yes, he gets a good pop, and uh, I mean this is kind of staying the course, to which I'll t- talk about it later. Uh, the Fiend comes out with his uh, his. With um, his charade, his uh, whole uh, decapitated head lantern, you know, very Which cool. I was quite disappointed with. I mean, it got over in SummerSlam. In Hell in a Cell, there wasn't that much of a reaction to it. Mm-hmm. So, now question, now question, Mr. No- Mr. Nova. Was the lights actually red in the arena? They were. They were red and orange the whole time. Okay, because I thought that was like a filter for a second, but I'm like, wait a minute. It looks too real to be a filter. Yeah, right? Yeah, I'm surprised they kept it red that entire time. It yep. was supposed to give off an eerie vibe that really right. wasn't working for anybody. You couldn't see most of the match. There was a lot of fog in there. You couldn't really see, so it kind of went off terribly. That's exactly what I was... That's exactly what I told Madam. I'm just like... I can't, like it must suck for the people in that attendance. They can't. They probably can't see a damn thing. And now I can tell you though that it did seem spooky in the beginning. Yeah, it was kind of creepy in the middle that the fans weren't really cheering. Everybody was just kind of sitting on their hands trying to figure out what was going on and how they were going to tell this story. All right, but so, I mean, so Mr. Nova, here's how we're going to do this, right? I want you to wait. I want you to give your own personal review of this match. You rate it how many stars out of five, and then I'm gonna throw it to Madam over here, and then I'm gonna say my piece. Sound good? Sounds like a plan. All right, go ahead, guys. Unfortunately, you know I'm a big Seth Rollins mark, and I'm a real big fan of this Fiend character. I've seen it twice now in two weeks, but I can tell you that it just it didn't score high. You know, it may have scored a one, maybe a two. But you can't take such a good match where, you know, we kept count as fans. There was 11 curb stomps that whole match, plus a pedigree. You know, you can't take that big dick energy of the Fiend continuously getting up from all these finishers, then being attacked with these weapons and no-selling certain things, and then, you know, kind of taking everything and bringing it back. And then disqualify it for a simple sledgehammer shot, which, I mean, look back at the early 2000s. You know, there was blood, there was gore, people getting choked out with chains left and right. You know, you, you stack a chair on somebody's head, then you stack a ladder with a chair in between, and then you hit it with a sledgehammer with a toolbox on top. Come on. That's not a disqualification in my book. That's trash. Especially in a match where there's supposed to be no disqualification, no count out. Just pinfall submission. You, you just can't botch a finish like that. And I can tell you, being in the crowd, it felt like there was a riot about to happen. AEW got over big tonight. People were booing. People were wanting to throw shit. It was bad. You know, there was people chanting refunds and this, that, and the other. They've just screwed their ratings for the week and possibly for a month because they couldn't book that correctly. You know, if you wanted to put Seth over, you should have done it clean. He should have destroyed the Fiend instead of making both of them look weak. I mean, the aftermatch attack made sense. It was a great use of, you know, everything that had been done already. But like I said, you just, you can't trash two guys like that and expect them to walk away from fine. I can tell you Rollins was booed out of the arena after the show went over. I can tell you that he was not happy. You know, the Fiend took off real quick. You know, nobody was happy about what had happened inside that cell. 
Okay. Um, speaking strictly from an outsider's writer standpoint, I'm a big fan of storytelling. I like it when things make sense. None of that finish made sense at all. And it made me feel like, and especially, you know, like I said, it's one curb stop after another curb stop after another curb stop. At one point, I looked over at Frosty and I said, okay, what's the definition of insanity again? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. This was just like, um, you've got no other moves in your arsenal. And I understand they were probably trying to portray the frustration that Seth Rollins had. And also then throwing out the the match because disqualifying because of a sledgehammer shot when we've seen a thousand times worse in the past. It none of it made sense. And as me, I'm as a fan, I was confused and I was with the audience in their opinion when they started chanting bullshit. Because that's what I started that. Huh? I helped start that. I had no doubt. Um, but yeah, because that's what it was. It As a fan, I feel like my intelligence has been insulted. It's like, what were you trying to do? What were you trying to accomplish? None of this makes sense. As a fan, I'm pissed. But I'm, I'm hoping that there is a reasonable explanation for this shit. I'm going to be looking at the dirt sheets. There better be a damn good reason. Otherwise, I've, I'm about ready to lose faith. So, taking a big deep breath, taking a step back, Frosty's hopping on his soapbox. I'll give you a reason for it. They booked themselves into a corner they couldn't get out of. And Let me intervene real fast. Okay. I forgot to add this. When I told the referee as he was walking back in a quite loud, obnoxious voice that there's no dislocations in Hell in a Cell, I got flagged a bird. By oh, official. That was professional. Cameras were off. You know, nobody saw it. But as you're walking up the ramp, somebody tells you a technical a technicality for a match that we've seen time and time over again. You flag a bird. There's something off there. Yeah. Yeah. But like I was saying earlier, it's okay. I okay. I'm going to get my personal opinions out and then I'm going to try to be subjective. My personal opinion, I am going to pull a Jim Cornette on this and say, I told you so. This match shouldn't have happened. End the story. No one won in this match. Mm-hmm. I mean, heck, the Fiend didn't even win. And he was the last person standing when the, when, when the show went off air. Mm-hmm. Seth didn't even win and he retained the belt. Yeah. Nobody won in this match. It was atrocious to the point of it just insulted the brains of casual fans and hardcore fans alike. It insulted my brain to the point where I could care less if I ever see The Fiend or Seth Rollins in that matter. And this is the second consecutive Hell in a Cell event where the main event was a no contest. Yeah. They had it last year with uh, Strowman and Reigns when Lesnar came back. And they had it again with, like you said, Nova, a freaking sledgehammer shot that caused a DQ. It's like, oh, the referee's decision is final. But it's a Hell in a Cell match pretty much where everything goes. The only way to win is via pinfall or submission. Have Seth Rollins pin the Fiend. He's already getting booed. I mean, people should have known that going in. But in my but in my humble opinion, this shouldn't have happened. I thought it was to me, you, I get the whole striking the iron when it's hot, but it was way too early for the fiend to ever be considered for a championship at this time. All right, Frosty, I'm gonna go ahead and cut you off there. I'm gonna go grab some food. I will talk to you all later. All right, man. Take care. Nice hearing from you, man. All right, family. Thanks for having me on. All right. 10-4, bro. See ya. All right, bro. Bye. Yeah, to, to, continue, to continue this, that's, that's just how I felt. I felt frustrated amongst all, all the fans that are in attendance. 
So, uh, and and they agreed because it wasn't good heat. No. Where it was like they booed the fiend. No. And they're saying, oh, you suck or anything or that's too far. Because then they would have been invested. This is bad heat. Yeah, they were just pissed. They were just angry. Restart the match. AEW chance. Running wild, brother. So that's how I felt personally. But let's be subjective about this. Objective. Ob- well, objective, sorry. Let's be objective. Okay. Let's be ejected about this and stay the course and be level-headed. Now that I got that out the way, let's do this proper, yeah. as you say. So, uh, eerie scene throughout the arena mm-hmm. as the match goes. And they really put the Fiend over as this uh, pretty pretty much this uh, mo- a monster. Not just a human, but a monster. Yes. Where he takes everything. Like, he no-sold a candlestick shot. Uh, he, you know, multiple curb stomps, table spot. He still got up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you saw, you know, Rollins is like, oh my gosh, you know, like, what what did I, what should I do? And he'll start to panic. Mm-hmm. Hence why, you know, the obvious sh- uh, chair shot to the head. Mm. The ladder spot. Yeah. The toolbox spot, which I thought was brutal. Yeah. And you know, so and um and you know, he couldn't put him away. Even with as Nova said, eleven curb stops, he couldn't put him away. So I understand him going into panic mode. In the frustration. In the frustrations. He didn't know what to do. So he's like, Oh, the trusty sledge. Yeah. The referee's like, Don't do it because I parent I, I think the fiend is unresponsive. At least I think he is. So, because he's unresponsive, I think he's putting matters into his own hands. So, he's like, don't do this, Seth. He does it anyway. And he calls for the DQ because he defied the ref's orders. Mm. So, no no winner in this match right. was probably the best way for them to actually save face for both guys. Especially since... Uh, the crowd turned on Rollins and cheering for the Fiend. Mm-hmm. So the match, it's I mean, the match itself was a three star. I think they did well in getting the Fiend over. Yeah. And but the uh, the DQ finish really took it away. I mean, you booked just like I said before, you guys booked yourself into a corner. The Fiend should have won. Right. But even then, it wouldn't have been credible. Yeah. Well, if The Fiend would have won, I mean, it kind of makes... Well, it doesn't make Seth look weak because he actually fought... Because he actually did something. So I don't think... So I don't think nobody would have lost it if The Fiend would have won. But at the same time, it probably would have been too early. Right. But if The Fiend lost, it makes him look weak. Right. After terrorizing Seth. Even if they booked him strong... Like, yeah. But like I said before, the match shouldn't have happened in the first place, so they shot themselves in the foot. Okay. And they got the stretcher out and everything, and then the fiend pops up and mandible claw, and, you know, they tear up the uh, the mats mm-hmm. and does the mandible claw to one, uh, well, does the uh, sister Abigail and mandible claw and, you know, the blood spot and everything. But- I think that was the thing that kind of pissed me off is that he was playing possum that whole time. Yeah. Not to mention, you know, and 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 here's the thing, right? Right. Because there was no finish and they want and the fans really wanted to see I don't think I think that, you know, even if Seth would have won, they probably would have been okay with it. Yeah, they would have booed because, you know, they really behind because they're behind the fiend. Right. So either way they they kind of gotten a print some good heat. With either Seth winning and the crowd booing and you have that double turn. Mm-hmm. Or The Fiend winning and everyone going home happy. Mm-hmm. Instead, you got another... Un, you, got, you got, for the second time in Hell in a Cell history, an indecisive winner. Mm-hmm. And people just, ter- people just started turning negative on it. Right. 
you know. It's one thing for the crowd to boo in terms of, you know, oh, this was garbage and, you know, oh, there wasn't a decisive winner and and everything. Mm-hmm. And but you can always get try to get them back. Yeah. You know, and they tried to. But it failed. Why? Yeah. They start chanting for another promotion. When that's when you know it's bad. Yep. They didn't cheer. I mean, yeah, they were behind the crowd was behind the fiend for weeks. And at the end they didn't care. Yeah. The mandible claw spot, they didn't care. They booed it. Yep. The him appearing on the stage, they booed it. Yeah. They just did. They booed in disgust. Not booing in terms of, oh, boo the fiend. Because they weren't booing the fiend all week. They were cheering for him. They were cheering for him through the match. Yep. The crowd booed both men. Yep. That's not good. That is very bad. No. That, they they pretty much damaged both guys. Yep. So I feel bad for both of them. And I feel bad for the fans. So. So no one won. Nobody won. At all. And. And that's the reason why this whole event gets a C plus from me, because they could have done something. I mean, because um, they just it just ended on a very bad note. Let's just put it that way. Ended on a very bad note. No one cared. Yeah, when you lose the crowd completely, I think um, Mel Brooks said it best in his uh, classic History of the World Part One. When you die at the palace, you really die at the palace. I mean, it might as well. We might as well start dressing in black and holding a funeral service because that was that was just an instant death right there. And if I'm hoping that both men come back from this and make for a really good payoff later, but this was just. Total sour taste in our mouths. It's gonna be. A, it's gonna take a lot of listerine for me to get it out. I just hope that uh, the suits and the writers really get into their heads that they can't hot shot a pay per view. No. Because that's what they try to do. Yeah. Right. They shot themselves in the foot since day one, trying to you know worry about all of worry about um. I mean, they pretty much burned through all their fuse leading into the pay per view. Mm-hmm. You could have had Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon, not in the ladder match, but at least in a hardcore match of some sort. Mm-hmm. Out in the pay-per-view. Right. You know, they could have had that on the pay-per-view. They could have had, uh, you know, Sh- uh, Shin versus Ali. Right. On pay-per-view. But they didn't. They burned through that. I mean, yeah, you want the 20th anniversary of SmackDown, but... They had the. They also had a chance to build something for that. They also had a chance to build something, you know, all pretty much the past three weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, on twentieth anniversary of SmackDown, you could have instead of um, giving away the Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon match, you could have had you know another angle. Mm-hmm. You know where a screw hap a screw uh, something screwy happens. Mm-hmm. And then Kevin Owens wants revenge at Hell in a Cell. And right. then you got that. You know what I mean? You could have done a million they, things. Yeah, they could have done a million things, but they just... It's like, oh, we, don't worry about it. You know, we got, we got Fox's money. We got, you know, we've, we're, we're, the, we're, we're the titans of the wrestling world. You know, fans will still watch Hell in a Cell because... We're too big to fail. Yeah, yeah fans... Right. Yeah, exactly. N- you know what I mean? A lot, all these impromptu matches with no build really took away from the crowd, even though the matches were okay. But that's the thing. They took the crowd out of it. Right. And that's something hopefully they learn. Mm-hmm. And I'm shocked that I have to, t- I'm literally talking about them learning from their mistakes because this is not a rookie company. This no. company has been around for years. Been around longer than all of us were alive, pretty much. Exactly. Like they should know. You, they should know better than this. So that was Hell in a Cell. What a lukewarm way to end what was an, an exciting week of wrestling. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, guys, 
uh, stay tuned for our main event of the evening. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our main event of the evening. Woo! So, we're going to talk about, uh, as we mentioned in our review, mm-hmm. Becky Lynch retaining the title mm-hmm. against Sasha Banks. Where does Lynch go from here? Anywhere she wants. <laughs> no, um, all so pretty aside, much. I was about to say, is she gonna pull Alexa Bliss and not defend the title for the rest of the year? Uh, maybe. It's... I hope not. Or is she gonna like hold, hold keep the title warm for Ronda Rousey? Could be. I mean. Unless there's somebody going to be coming up uh, that could possibly be a contender for her for the championship, she's pretty much beaten everyone who's active right now. I have an idea, but I don't. But I don't know how well how how fast she can return. Okay. Nia Jax. I think she's on the road to coming back. How long has she been out since before Mania? No, no, because I uh, remember she competed at Mania. Okay. So yeah, since I think since since around that time, yeah. Okay, so. Because she had surgery on both her knees, I'm I'm assuming. Yeah. So figure standard, um, standard. Because it's it, about six months. Yeah. So she could be gearing up to return, and that could lead into a match for Survivor Series. Hopefully, be- hopefully, because uh, fingers crossed. Because they, because they really, uh, sh- uh they kind of really crapped the bed when the whole facebreaker thing. Yeah. You know, they could have did a callback. That would be a great way for her to come back. You know, mm-hmm. Becky Lynn saying that, pretty much cutting her standard promo mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Nia Jax punches her right in the face and lays her out. That'd be great. I mean, yeah, woman's right, but you know, or or just Nijax attacking, beating the crap out of her, and continue that for weeks, and actually have Becky Lynch look vulnerable, more so than how Sasha Banks did. Okay. You know, have her come back as this dominant beast. Yeah. You know, build her up again. That would that would be awesome, or. You know, a change know of pace. Else. I don't know who else would would be. Right, that's the thing because the women's division is pretty much built around the four horsewomen. Right. And Ron and Ronda Rousey if she ever comes back, but and that's it. You don't have nobody else that's credible. Not really, no. Um, I mean. I mean, Dana Brooke has pretty much been. Non-main event on main event. Pretty much. she's, But she's doing other things. Um, I follow her on Instagram. So she's doing like a lot of charity work. Like she works uh, with a charity that builds homes for underprivileged or not underprivileged, but like low-income veterans and low-income family in their families. So she's doing work in that area. So she's doing a lot of other things. So I can kind of understand that. And... But really, but you're right. I mean, Ruby Riot is not coming back till 2020. Oof. Okay. Yeah. What about Liv Morgan? What about Liv Morgan? What about Sarah Logan? Yeah, exactly. You, you know, I mean, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross both lost the belts. You could do something with that. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine? I could see her and Nikki feuding. But this is. Uh, this is I mean you could you could bring back the iconics and have that. But I would really like to say that there's too but that just tells me that there are too many championships. Yes. Once again, back to our old thing of too many championships, we need to care and sadly it's like some things we care about, some things we do not. Mm-hmm. And that's the big gonna be the big deal. It's like we need that Ability, ability, ability. Or have bring back Naomi. Yeah, what's she doing? Yeah, like, uh, like that's that's to tell you, you know how bad the women's division is doing. 
Right. I mean, when you only see the same amount of faces week after week. Yeah, it's it's like it it's getting dull. It's getting boring. Mm-hmm. We we need something. We need fresh blood. Exactly. And that's why a lot of people are getting injured. You're like you're use you're, you guys are using them too much. You're burning. You you're burning through your talent without even using your talent. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um. Like for example, I was just scrolling through. Um. Instagram here just a little bit as we were talking. Uh, multitasking and technology. Great things. Natalia and Lacey Evans, they have a last woman standing match tomorrow night on Raw. Yep. They couldn't do that today. They, they did, no, they couldn't do it today. and They just had a random match on a pre-show. I, but still, I mean, that would be pay-per-view caliber match. Yeah. Am I right? Yep, but they didn't want to take away from the four matches they had on the card. <laughs> frustrating. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the I'm just frustrated. <sighs> but it is what it is. Yeah. <sighs> one day I will. I was about one to. One day s- this will all make sense, and we will all. I was, laugh I, was I was about to say. I think all the fans, all the wrestling fans of Sacramento, need a wrestling version of a leave. After watching this show. We need a wrestling version of freaking like Alka Seltzer or some nonsense because it feels like we're hungry. Aspirin. Stat. (laughs) Yes, please. Freaking aspirin. Yes. Help us. That was so horrible. (laughs) But yeah, that 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 main event they could have done so much with and they just did not. But in terms of uh but in terms of Becky Lynch, you know, they're, they have a couple of uh, women that they can throw in to create a good feud. Right. Via a two-on-one assault, via uh, Iconics, or Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, or bring back names that we haven't seen in a while, i.e. Naomi or Nia Jax. Also, we have the draft coming up, so, yeah, so maybe. Maybe. And that's um, next Friday, actually. So we have that to look forward to. Let's just see what I uh, let's just roll the dice and see what happens and pray to God we don't come up with snake eyes because I will be so upset. <laughs> Alright, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for tuning in. Yes. And we'll see you the next time when we do this. I'll be a three sweep from us. Yep. And we are out. Bye.